Welcome to our Guided Liturgy podcast. What we would love to do in this time is to go through the liturgy together as a community, ask that it would be illuminating for us, that it would draw us to places of repentance, that it would draw us to see the beauty of Christ in us, among us, moving through us to redeem this world. We, uh, last week, reflected on and were convicted by the story of the beginning of the church, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church, which uh, immediately drew people from all ethnicities, races, backgrounds, languages, and into the family of God, the new humanity on the earth, which is uh, the church. And we uh, tried to, as as best we can to put ourselves subject to that story, to the story of scripture. And uh, what it's done for us is, is to help us to, to be illuminated to the reality that if we live into our identity as the church, as we open ourselves up in greater measure to the work of the spirit among us and through us, that we can't help but land in a place that represents the true human family, that we would be an inclusive community, a community that that draws, accepts, empowers, loves every person. And that really is the position that the church should take to scripture, to the testimony of the church throughout the centuries, to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that, that we are always wanting and open to be more of what Christ has said that we are to be and more of what the Spirit is drawing us to be, which is what we see really in the birth of the church. And so now we're pulled back into Trinity Sunday. This Sunday, uh, we're pulled back to this moment where Jesus gives what uh, people have called the Great Commission to his disciples, where he says, really, this is what you're going to do when I am no longer with you. And, uh, and so we're going to look at that in our scripture moment during this liturgy. And as it was last week. Uh, we are subject to that story. That story defines our reality. And uh, and so we're praying along with you that our hearts would be open wide to the Spirit of God, that we would let go of any sense of control and any sense of fear, and that we'd be drawn into the light, which is the brilliant and beautiful church, the body of Christ on the earth. We pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, creator, and renew the earth. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, breath of God. Give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Holy Spirit, come upon us. The Apostle Paul says, be imitators of God. 
Love is Christ's love. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sin to God who forgives us in Christ. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all of our days.
to all who are broken. May your mercy flow out of our lives as we seek to know you. We want to know you, oh Christ. Here a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. It hasn't been too long since I've interacted with this passage because in our leadership retreat in January, this passage was a centering point during our meditations. And uh, I just want to go through it but and stop on one little point. Uh, last week we were at Pentecost, the birth of the church, and, um, and now we see before this, we're going back in time to this point where the same people that were filled with the Spirit and that were given the miraculous ability to transcend ethnic and language barriers in order to invite every person into the life of the church, those same people are now being told by Jesus to meet him at the mountain. And so they're journeying to meet Jesus, and, and Jesus at this point is walking around on the earth. He This is before he's been crucified. Uh, He's still with them. And it says, when they saw him, they worshiped him, which is to say that they, they let themselves go to a place in their hearts where all the love and all the admiration and the longing that they feel for Jesus as as they have journeyed with him, as, as they have seen him live a life that displays and makes manifest the kingdom of God on the earth as they have come to know him as the one who loves and who is committed and who heals and who who gives grace to all people. Their full affection and their full longing, uh, they allow themselves to feel that in his presence, which is worship. Uh, That's just this, this dynamic that they had with Jesus of this this free flow of love and, and grace, mercy. I think, you know, they see him and then all of a sudden they let it out in worship. I think that was probably very normal. Uh, these 
disciples in their interactions with Christ, that Christ allows himself to be and lets himself be for them the object of, of their longing for all things to be made new and all things to be made right within themselves. I mean, they found in him unconditional love. It's really beautiful. And so they're standing there in the midst of all this. And, and Matthew just adds this. He says, but some of them doubted. And, I, and one way to translate this would be to say that they held within themselves doubt. And so doubt was mingling with worship and the, the whole reality of what it was like to be with Jesus in his presence. And that at the same time, they held within themselves doubt. They were, they were both there, worship and doubt for some of them. And so in this scene, Jesus says to them, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, which is to say at the end of the age, I will be the definer of reality and I hold all things together. Christ preexistent created the heavens and and holds uh, the earth together. And as we see in John, that the preexistent Christ is made incarnate in the person of Jesus. And so Jesus, we see the expression of Christ in the life that he led. And he's speaking to them from this, from this place saying, I, Christ, have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I hold all things together. Therefore, here's what you do. You go and you make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, with, with everything that's happening right now, I think the, the question that keeps coming up for me is, how do we read this and not come away with this assumption that it looks like we have the answers, which feels very much like it puts us in a place of power and and that's so what I'm wrestling with realizing I've lived a lot of my life with that as a subconscious Mm -hmm. assumption and so how do we interpret this in a more accurate I feel like because I don't feel like that's a very accurate interpretation how do how do we yeah how do we read this more accurately. I can speak to my own experience in like the church growing up in the church where this this language was used in a way that that kind of was supposed to like help us to go to especially the people uh-huh. who are most vulnerable or you know mm-hmm. in quotations vulnerable. And so I, I I think maybe it's going back to what what the original intent of this was like the, this mm-hmm. was not just a call to the evangelical church. Right. This is a call to the church period. Mm-hmm. So it's to everyone. And I mean, the good news of the gospel is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I had a good conversation with a friend uh, this past week who grew up in the white evangelical church. And one thing that we talked about is having to separate that specific translation from the actual scripture and the actual, uh, you know, what was actually happening and what was being experienced that, that was recorded in scripture. Right. And sadly, so much of the way that the the white evangelical church is is translated things, it, it is that we have this entitlement, we have this better than nature, and um, and it's up to us. But that is 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 largely uninspired and, and largely cessationist. It, it's not us that does it. It is the Spirit of God who we open ourselves up to 
what the Spirit is doing in the world. For these disciples, Jesus is saying to them, just everything that you have experienced as, as my disciple, open that up to every person and every, mm-hmm. there is no like, I, th- I think it's the every nation emphasis, I don't think is to put fire under the going into the other places and to the other people so much as it is to put fire under the invitation that it's open to all. Mm-hmm. So invite people in as best as you can. Uh, you are not the definer of this experience. I mean, Jesus just said, all authority has been given to him, not us. Mm-hmm. I've heard it preached that we've been given all authority, and that's just not what it is. It's, it's clear. Jesus says, I've been given all authority. I hold all things. I define this experience. Therefore. Therefore, mm-hmm. what you do is you as best as you can, you open it through your life, through the way that you live, you open that invitation wide to every person, to every nation. And you teach them to obey the commands that I've given you. But what were those commands? Love God, to love, love others. And love others. Yeah. It was largely the, the kingdom, the economy of love. Mm-hmm. It was give to those in need. It was become poor. It was everything we see in the Beatitudes. And it was mm-hmm. in Jesus' life himself. Take on the form of a servant, serve, heal, restore, draw in. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's, what's, what he's inviting them into is a life that he himself was leading. Be a conduit of the love mm-hmm. and the grace and the compassion of Christ to your world, mm-hmm. which is defined by every nation, meaning every person. Mm-hmm. He is in no way setting up this it's you against them, and you better teach them that they're wrong. It's not that. It, what Jesus is doing is expanding the invitation, the recipients of this life. That word conduit is huge for me versus go make, mm-hmm. which I know can just be maybe, it's just vocabulary, right? But something feels very different in me when I hear you say, go be a conduit, like join into what the spirit is Mm -hmm. already doing Mm -hmm. and make yourself available to that versus go make disciples feels like a, like it's putting me in some kind of position of power that I'm not wanting to assume. So thank you. I mean, thank you. That word is helpful, right? Mm -hmm. I love that word. If you look at this, the bookends of this command. It is, I have been given authority. Jesus is saying Christ has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And then he says, I am with you to the very end, to the end of the age, Mm -hmm. that he's present. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, this is saying through the spirit of God, there's a new work that's being done on the earth. It's being accomplished on the earth that Christ will continue by the spirit to redeem and to resurrect our world. Their invitation is to be absorbed into that movement. Mm -hmm. It's the Spirit's work. And Christ is present with them until the end of the age by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit that we've been made one with Christ and one with each other. And as that movement goes across the earth, we're just invited to be a part of it, to to receive it. I mean... It's, it's when we talk about that, it should be more language of, mm-hmm. I have been consumed by love. Mm-hmm. I have been filled by the Spirit. And, and so 
when I live this life that I live, we can say as Paul, it's not my life, it's Christ who lives through me. Mm-hmm. When we teach others, when we teach the world to obey the things that Christ has taught us to keep the commands of love, that's our voice. Mm-hmm. So our voice within the whole experience of being caught up into the rhythm and to the flow of love and Christ on the earth is when we speak, we speak of Christ. We speak of who Christ was to us. And we speak that now. We speak that to system. We speak it to government. We speak it to cultural structures, to social structures in our world. That's our role today, is to speak of Christ. And I think that's where some of the confusion comes from. Because I think we hear, go make disciples. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, at least the evangelical church and white, because that's where I mostly resided, has heard, go make more people like you. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. yeah. And so I think that it's a helpful word to say, go make more people like Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's a huge difference for me, too. I mean, I think that's some of the tension you're feeling is yes. like, I can't, I don't want to make more people like me. Right. Like, right. I don't, I certainly don't. Right. I mean, if any of you know me, we don't need more Dulcies out there, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to be open to what the Spirit is doing in my neighborhood with the people I work with um, in our city. And I do want to do that the way Christ did that, which was with love. And I think that's really helpful language for right now. And you have to remember this is spoken within the prayer of Jesus, which is for oneness. Jesus talks about this oneness all the time. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says that he prays to the Father, will they be made one with me as I am one with you, and they'll be made one with each other in Christ. So really, you can't talk about disciples go make more disciples without it being, we are going right. to go make disciples. Right. And that's the, the, the huge difference between what some of us have been taught, which puts all the authority and all the, uh, the work on us as people apart from Christ and apart from the Spirit, It's Trinity Sunday. Today we celebrate the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, Christ with us through the Spirit. And so what that means for us is that we go with Christ. Christ is in us. He's before us. He's behind us. He's covering us. He's sending us. Mm -hmm. And he has been given the authority, not us. Yeah. So we're just part of it. You could almost just say, disciples, you are about to step into a new reality with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Pentecost. Mm -hmm in which you who have been made one through the Spirit, through Christ, you've been made one with me, that we will go make disciples. That is what you do now. And it's out of your control. It's in the Spirit's hands. Yeah, totally. Which, I mean, we are like, yeah, I'm so willing, but it kind of reminds me of that C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia where he goes, he's a good lion, but he is not a tame lion. <laughs> Where it's like, it's the spirit will do not what we expect. Again, right. it's that repeated thing. Like right. the spirit will do what yeah. the spirit does. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to control that, but we get to be open to it mm-hmm. um, and be conduits of it. Yes. On some level, Christ is, is, is making them aware of what their life is going to look like as Christ continues the work of redemption through the church, empowered by the Spirit, and there's this, there's this cooperation, and there's this learning to let the Spirit lead in the days and in the age to come. Um, you will see people added to your number of every nation, of every race, people 
that you don't even know yet or planned on being a part of this. Uh, I mean, there's this awareness that he's drawing them into of this is what your life will be like when you're caught up into that movement of redemption. And, And so we most certainly have responsibility in that. But our responsibility more speaks to our openness in our own heart to, to the Holy Spirit and, and everything that really that Paul is teaching the church, that we have to let go of our wanting to control it and to be uh, fearful and to let the old nature come in and, and keep us from being taken up into that flow of Christ in the world. So there is responsibility, but it's not the kind of responsibility that's like as if Christ is saying, you go do this on your own and then come back and report to me when you finish. That is the, not at all the picture that we're seeing here. It's, I've been given authority. You have been made one with me and with each other through the Spirit, and I am with you. I mean, there, we are all embarking on this new age of the Spirit together. And that's what we see at Pentecost. And if you look at the disciples, the responsibility for them was to wait, was to be open, was to receive and was to allow the Spirit to use them in ways that they didn't plan on being used. I mean, what we saw last week, you know, no one knew these languages that they were speaking to people that they didn't even know or have any shared experience with before. But, but all of a sudden, the Spirit is enabling them to do things they never would have done on their own. They're caught up into it. Their responsibility is to say yes, is to be open. Mm-hmm. And as all throughout the teachings of Paul, to be aware of those places in us that, that hinder that work of the Spirit and take us out of the flow of what Christ is doing in our world. Yeah. So it's less of an act in and of itself and so much more of a way of life, a lifestyle essentially that infiltrates every every part of our day-to-day, every part of our being, every conversation and interaction and mm-hmm. that's going to be the piece that the spirit uses. It's not an act of going out and doing a specific Yeah, I mean, yes, and then sometimes it is. I mean, now we find ourselves today of of being in a position to to disciple systems and to disciple policies that are that do not reflect the way of Christ. So we do open our mouths and say, "This way, uh, racism, systemic racism, systems that prefer one group over the other, uh, systems that give white people privilege over other people, Mm -hmm. like." We have to speak into those systems now and say, this is not the way of Christ. Is Christ with us? Yes. Is is Christ already moving to bring about redemption? Yes. But we still play our part. Yeah. I mean, I would say like what some of what I'm taking, especially obviously I'm taking it out of context for today, but I think some of what he's even saying is I think every, they've shown this with psychology. We just prefer to be around people who think the same way as we do or Mm -hmm. prefer the same things we do. And I think in some ways, Jesus is saying everyone mm-hmm. is welcome to this table. For sure. Like you don't get to like decide who, again, it's back to that, like the disciples don't get to look, you're not repeating yourself. Mm-hmm. You're making system be- be- systems better for everyone, uh, for all things, and for uh, yeah. everyone who comes across your path. Your call is to love me and to love them. And mm-hmm. then be open to what the Spirit may do. There's this story in Acts where this magician sees what the apostles are about, and he comes and he tries to buy the power of the Spirit from them. 
And they condemn him because it's so ingrained in them that you cannot do the works of Christ. You cannot do the will of Christ apart from being in Christ because they knew they may have gone back to this day where Jesus says, the authority is mine, not yours. Mm -hmm. And I am with you. And in the middle of that, it's this, it's this experience of you, this is what your life is going to look like. And that's what we're called into. It's not up to us mm -hmm. on our own. Mm -hmm. And when you think it is, it starts to look a lot like you mm -hmm. and a lot like a stranded, lost, fearful little boy with a task to complete. Right. It's not inspired. Right. And it's, in the end, it's an utterly lonely experience. That's not what the church has to give the world. Bloom, sometimes I think about the movement of Christ in our world, bringing redemption and restoration and healing. Um, I think about that sometimes as like this raging river making its way through cities and through uh, cultures all across the earth. And, and that we are just voluntarily caught up in that river. And for me, sometimes I'm, I'm under the water. Sometimes I'm scared. Sometimes I'm having a blast. But, you know, in that, we speak of the love and the goodness of Christ. Uh, Christ is our whole experience of life now. And so when we teach others and when we call others into that life, we're just speaking the reality of the kingdom over people. We're drawing people into the river. In these times, with the, the heartache that we are all holding to see the the depravity, really, of our nation and of the way that our nation is even set up and the laws that we have. And, and we've seen how people of color have been discriminated against and, and not given the same opportunities that we have. And, and so we long for Christ to bring redemption into systems, into governances, and into every heart of every person. And so if we find ourselves caught up in that river and we find ourselves wanting that, I think that many times we, if you're like me, you wonder like, is this actually gonna happen? Like, will we ever see redemption and change? I think about this moment that Christ had with the disciples and that reality that some of them held within their hearts doubt. And to confess, there's quite a bit of doubt being held in my heart even as I find myself in the river and believing for change and restoration and, and opening myself up best as I can to the Spirit, I find within my heart there is worship and there is doubt. But what we see in this moment is that doubt is not a disqualifier. And doubt doesn't take over our identity. It's just present within us as we live out our life in Christ. So as we meditate on this experience of the disciples on the Great Commission, I just wanted to say that, that if doubt is present with worship in our hearts, that if doubt is journeying with us as we find ourselves in the river and the flow of Christ and the redemption of the world, that it doesn't mean that we're disqualified. 
what it does mean is that we give ourselves more and more to the Spirit of God, that we go into this world, into all nations, to all people, filled with the love of Christ, with the Spirit of God, and that we will see people come to know and to live out the commandment of love, and that we are not ever for one moment alone. Grace and peace to you. You are loved. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you humbled yourself in taking the form of a servant and in obedience died on the cross for our salvation. Give us the mind to follow you and to proclaim you as Lord and King to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And Bloom, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and bring you peace. And may the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and serve Jesus.